Welcome to our very first Monday evening episode of Having Coffee with the King, featuring our very own America's TV Elvis, Pete Wilcox. Hello, Peter. How are you? I wish I was half as exciting as you seem to think I am. You're a very exciting, very charismatic individual. Thank you so much. I mean, who else could rock that white hair, brother? I don't know, man. Come on. This is uh, Elvis... As if he was still with us. And look, I see Father Fag in the corner. We have a special, we have a special guest this evening that we're very happy. We to have welcome. a gentleman. Let me introduce you to uh, and, and the world to our newest. His name is Tony Flanagan. We affectionately will refer to him as Father Flanagan. Um, if you're not old enough to know what we're talking about, Google it. Or find out who Spencer Tracy and Mickey Rooney are. I know. I was just thinking about Spencer Tracy tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Remember so Christmas Tony time? Flanagan my dad would always buy. A... My dad would always buy those stamps. You put them on the back of the Christmas cards. Yeah, Boys Town, yeah. absolutely, yeah. brother. Wonderful so Tony, thing. you are a, a newbie with us tonight. Um, Tony, Pete, Pete, Tony. Tony, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How about yourself? Yo, what what country did you say you were from? <laughs> Texas, but I live in Arkansas. Listen, I don't hold either one of those against you. You know what I'm saying? I don't either, baby. For any man who's a friend of Angelo's, I don't trust anyway. So you can be from wherever you say you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, so I, am I want everybody to, to know a little bit about Tony. I th- First of all, let me tell you how I came about finding this young squire. Tony is. Um, is a is a Christian man, uh, re- relatively new Tony, to the Christian world. No, I've been a Christian, um, oh, probably since I was eight years old. Oh, okay. Because my understanding years. is that this was kind of new for you. Okay. Um. Well, so you're you're a a, a, a we say a veteran Christian. Is that how we're going to say this? Or, or not- a lifelong Christian, or long term. Or, or 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 recently rededicated. There you go. That that's a good one. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, I that's was why I'm on the show, Tony. See, Angelo thinks he thinks of everything, but he doesn't. <laughs> well, I actually, <laughs> I, I'm rededicated from last night. If you want to know the truth, so don't worry Absolutely. about it. Absolutely, we're so all trying Tony, to get a um, toehold every day. The, Tony piqued my interest. He peaked. He piqued my interest in a very particular way with music, interestingly enough, Pete. Um, he had, 
unusual concert footage, unlike anything I'd seen before. Um, this was a, a, I'm wanting to say, Tony, it was a Christian rock concert. Is that the gist of it? Yes, I go to all kinds, so yes. Okay, and so what I saw was, uh, was it a, a multi-day event? Because it looked like it was a fairly in-depth um, couple of day process. Was this a, a, a weekend retreat or uh, explain this, this uh, musical um, a journey with me? Oh, it's just uh, what they call winter jam. They bring in different Christian acts from rock, rap. Okay. Um, and it's just one big get together on a Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. sometimes Saturdays. And people just worship, you know, different kinds of music. It draws all kinds of people to it. All right. Where does and it, you, um, where does it house itself? Where is the where's the mother? Where does it sit down? Or does it just travel all over? I go to the one in Little Rock, Arkansas. That's about thirty would, miles. Would you describe this uh, as a revival type meeting? Uh, there is some preaching and some devotions going on at the okay. uh, at the concert. Yes. Okay, and I, I'm I'm assuming they probably do a sizable altar call, um, and they take you know obviously they're taking donations. Uh, you know, after all, the church is a profit making business, um, so they have to raise money for the Lord. You know. I, think, I, 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 I thought the church qualified as a nonprofit organization. Well, they are the biggest nonprofit making a profit. Let's put it that way, brother. Um, Lord, please direct your lightning to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually have snow here tonight, so don't worry about it. Um, I can change it. So we're, we're actually going to talk about it. It's going to be one of the subjects of one night, by the way. We're going to talk about the church and money. But tonight we're going to talk about redemption. So when I say redemption, Mr. Wilcox, what the, what goes through your mind? Well, I looked up redemption. It has to do with, of course, forgiveness, forgiving the sins through um, the practice of forgiveness. And uh, forgiveness is, of course, one of the most challenging concepts we have in the walk with Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, forgiving the people and the situations, the conditions that aren't exactly the way you wanted them to be. Yeah. Sometimes it's very challenging. Uh, your ego gets involved and Satan is right there to let you know that you're a sap. You're a sucker. You shouldn't give in to that. And what you have to do is, of course, rebuke that to get rid of that. But one of the things to never, how can you ever forget? Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Uh, yeah. There was no greater sign of forgiveness than that holy man who asked that these murderers be forgiven for what they were doing. Absolutely. And, uh, and of course, it's one of the Ten Commandments. Forgive so I can forgive you. Jesus says that. If you don't forgive your brother, my father will not forgive you. But if and you that, do, my friend, is a perfect segue. So last night at the Academy Awards. I thought we weren't going to go there. No, you weren't oh, going to go there. What a change of mind. What a change of mind. I'm going to go there. 
I do too. I was loving to go there. You crazy? I woke up. Of I can't course. wait to get Angelo well, over to Maryland. Let's talk about that. Where in lies? Uh, I'm going to throw this one to, to our newbie, Father Flanagan. Where in lies the redemption in what happened last night at the Oscars? Everything except uh, uh, good movies and bad movies happened at the Oscars last night. Um, because apparently all the drama was uh, in the front row and uh, and not in the envelopes. So, Father Flanagan, um, let's talk about that. What happened last night? Where's the redemption? The redemption would be that Chris Rock forgave Will Smith for slapping him. Okay. But I've also got another take on that, too, which may okay. need to be a different show, you know, because that last night kind of pertained to the wrestling world, too, I believe. Okay, go ahead and explain that one. After looking back on it, I think it was one big work trying to get ratings for the Oscars since nobody gives a rat's butt about the Oscars anymore. Well, what you're saying is people don't give a shit about the Oscars. Uh, it, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it was a work. Uh, in fact, I know. I know beyond a reasonable doubt that that was a legit, straight up shoot. Um. So we. Uh, Chris Rock's not Chris Rock. Will Smith's dialogue. That that, lets that, you know was, that wasn't staged. It looks that like was it the giveaway. Staged, but what he said to to Chris Rock twice. Yeah. Was that's the thing, Pete. That, that's exactly right, Pete. It, it didn't come out of his mouth once. It came out of his mouth twice. He was an and man. the giveaway for me was not what we saw on television. It's what we did not see that I actually saw today while the cameras went to commercial, Tyler Perry and Denzel Washington had to have a little the little chat with Mr. Smith. Right. And tell him that he was wrong. You know, they stood by him, but he was wrong. And he needed to apologize not only to Chris Rock, but to the American people. And he did so. I quite except frankly for, believe. Chris Rock. He did not apologize to Chris Rock publicly. Well, not publicly. He, I, he, I know for a fact that he apologized to him backstage. I'm sure he did. Puff Daddy pulled that together. And you know what's sad is yeah. today on Facebook, I saw a lovely picture of those two men together, and they're comedic, they're brilliant, uh, and, and they're brothers. Um, I, I'm sure that they had a, a fondness for each other. You know, and but what had happened, unfortunately, a little and bit of the background is that Chris Rock had used her as a bun of a joke before, and I'm sure um, that uh, Will said to him, gee, I wish you wouldn't do that. And well, when he did let's it talk again, about that, Pete. Hold up. Hold on a second. Let's talk about that, because that has been, that is, that's the, the albatross here. The linchpin is that Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife, did in fact make herself the butt of the joke okay and she did it in a very public manner on her uh on her uh, twitter 
Insta, I'm sorry, her Instagram page where she talked about it. Interestingly enough, earlier in the evening, a young black lady made a comment about Jada Pinkett Smith's hair, and everyone laughed, included, including Jada Pinkett Smith. But when Chris Rock said something, all of a sudden it wasn't okay. I found out why. Come to find out that Will Smith and Chris Rock have a, a sordid history with each other that goes back uh, quite a long time. Uh, they're not new to each other. Um, they are not friendly. They have worked together. This is true. But they are not. They are far from friendly. Um, give you a perfect example. Abbott and Costello couldn't stand each other, but they made some of the best movies and television around. It's no secret that Bud Abbott and Lou Costello did not like each other the last five, six years of their career. And that was, interestingly enough, Pete, the time that they made the most money together. Sure, Martin and Lewis, another one. Exactly. Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin, absolutely, of course. But so, you know what's funny is, like, I know he wanted to make a joke. It's funny how just a slight difference. If he said the joke was about the GI haircut, if he had said, "Jada," he said, "I'm so, I'm so sorry about your hair." But look, come on, you pull that GI Joe haircut together, you look wonderful. Will doesn't she look great? No problem. Yeah, there would it have been no problem, very... and he still gets his GI joke in there. Yeah. It becomes a very different, uh, yeah, different punchline all of a sudden. Right. Now it's the punchline. Well, because the punchline now somehow becomes humanized. Yeah. And I think the uh, the sadness of what happened is that all people saw was a mean spirited comedian uh, poking fun at a, a woman with a for lack of a better term, disability. Okay. Um, even though it's really not a disability, it's just a, it's a condition. Okay. Um, and it is what it is. Um, sadly though, uh, and I feel like Chris Rock is going to be vilified, even though he's not the, he's not the villain here. Will Smith is the villain here. You know, in, in wrestling, we got heels and baby faces. What happened last night was Will Smith made Chris Rock a baby face. That's what happened. Okay, that's what happened. Explain it's that good. concept to the crowd. It's easy. In a wrestling match, you've got the good guy, the bad guy, the, you know, the heel, the baby face. In order to get the baby face over, with the crowd in other words in order to get the baby face popular with the crowd the heel will do something to put himself in a position where he looks even worse than he already is okay, to make right. a bad guy even better i got you okay and so that's what happened last night uh in front of 60 million people oh my god yeah after the world yeah, pretty much. Um, so what we're looking at is, as I said before, two rich guys 
who should be grateful to God, thankful to their to their audience that people are paying them money. But what do we have as a bunch of rich ingrates, guys that have too much money, too much ego, too much power, uh, too much of everything, you know, throwing barbs at each other? For what reason? Well, you know, it's funny. It's a, there are several conditions at work here. The, the comic has to poke fun at things. That's kind of what they do. And they tread on the, the, the ridge of good taste and bad taste. They tread on it right on the edge. He went over Pete, the line. He didn't let, let, me, let me interject, Pete. Let me interject. And then, then continue, because I know exactly where you're going. Pete, you and I both worked in a place called Las Vegas. You and I both know funny, funny people. Okay? We know a lot of people who make other people laugh. That's what they do. If Don Rickles, who was arguably the greatest insult comedian of all time, could get away with the stuff he did in his day and did till the day he died, by the way. Why can't we look past this and just say, look, it's a joke. It was a joke. Let it roll. Well, that's what Will Smith should have done. He could have gone. Uh, I uh, agree. Uh. He could, if he'd have gone like that, that would have been enough. Pete, two minutes before he slapped the guy, he was laughing at his joke about his wife's hair. Two minutes. Go look at the video. No, I don't even think two it's two minutes. minutes. I don't think it's two minutes. I think it's less. Than, but something must have maybe got kicked under the table. Got no, his head. wife. Something snapped there. I'll tell you what snapped. His wife snapped. She leaned over to him. Look at the video. It's all on the uncut video. She leans over to him and basically says, aren't you going to defend me? Oh, my goodness. So he got up on the stage in front of the whole world and slapped the guy who didn't deserve to be slapped. But you could tell, you could tell that the guy, Chris Rock, he had he had the class about him. Yes, he did. He had the class about him. Or, or certainly the professionalism. Tony Flanagan is chomping at the bit over here. Go ahead, Tony. Oh, oh Tony, yeah, yeah. We'll shut up. Sorry, Tony. Jump in. Um. Yes, yes. Probably a minute before, Will was laughing, and we know it was Jada's look or the kick under the table. That sent him into, uh, you know, man mode. I'm gonna call it man mode. Take up for your, take up for your. Uh, how about we just call it what it is? Just call it uh, asshole mode. No, no, I no. Let's. <laughs> Will you no, remember no. who's looking over my shoulder? I, I'm sorry, Jesus, but you. you know, here's the thing. Once in a while, I'm gonna slip like that, but it's a slip in truth. You know, the guy just went into ah mode. Okay. That's what happened. He became a schmuck. Then when he got back to the table and the camera was on him, well, I better throw in some words here to make it really look like, you know, that's when the actor kicked in. Well, I do agree with you. The actor did kick in during the acceptance speech when the tears come rolling. 
Because I don't believe for a moment those tears were genuine. That was an actor's tears. I've been around a lot of actors in my life. We've had a lot of actors on this show. Well, not on this particular show, but my other shows. We've had a lot of actors come through these doors. I know when an actor's acting. Those tears might have been how sorry he was that he had done what he had done. For more than one reason. You know what? More than one reason. I think you're onto it. I think that's the actual case. He's sorry for what he did in the manner he did in the place he did it. Absolutely. I think that's very true. Because that, you know, you're talking about the Academy Awards that that's held right. for years such high standards of decorum and class. Now it's a shit show. It really is. It's a it's a cluster. It's a cluster. You know, um, it's a, a it's a poor excuse for an entertainment show for sure. At the very least, it's an even poorer excuse for an awards program that's supposed to exemplify the high standards of taste and excellence in the film industry, if that's the best they can do, the film industry, my friend, and show business in general is in a very, very sorry state of affairs. And that's my opinion. I'm going to stand by and I will not apologize for saying that. Yeah, Putin should be in power and, and Biden's not apologizing for that either. Nope. And I nope. think he's right. I had a prayer on Facebook last week. Heavenly Father, please take him out. Let his country take him out. Let an individual take him out. Or you take him out with your divine hand. But please take this murderer out of power. They're working on it. Yeah, yeah. They're working on it. I wish this country would say, one more kid dies. One more house is blown up. One more family is put out of their homes. Yeah. We're coming in. If you're afraid of World yeah. War Three, look at the look in the mirror. We're in World War Three. What do you think is going on in the Ukraine? Yeah. Oh, that Absolutely. man has to be stopped. Hey, well, how do we ever negotiate with Russia again? You, the answer is simple. You don't. That's it. He's got to come out of power. Somebody's yeah. got to take him out, or we may be forced to. I don't know. I can see World War Three coming out of this. I can see us going in there, it's a no-fly zone, shooting down the next planes. They shoot yeah. ours down. There's an exchange of nuclear rockets or missiles. And as Putin goes for the red button, the church is raptured. Good morning. Well, That's one way. That's one it, way. It may happen that way. And then again, like uh, like the Bible says, no one knows the time, no, no the date, knows. the place, the hour. Absolutely. But I mean, I you know, it could happen was, tonight hey, while we're sleeping. That it could happen while the show is on. I I wish it would. Absolutely. I wish it, you know. I don't need a free. I don't need a refill. I'm good. I'm ready to go. Love it. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, it's like you're right. We don't know which scenario. But it's like as I look at that possibility, I just shrug my shoulders and say, Jesus, when you want us, please come and get us. The sooner the better. We will yeah. be reunited with our loved ones. We'll be in the presence of the Lord. I'm looking forward to that. That's good news. Right. That's the gospel of me. That's real good news. Absolutely. But All right, Tony. 
Talk to me about redemption. Personal redemption. Yeah, Tony, what please is... hold it down, man. Really, I mean, Anthony and I can't get a word in answer. I know, I, you know for real. Answer. Well, uh, I don't like to interrupt, but um, why, why, did you go get a <laughs> why did you go get a Southern gentleman? What's that all about? Well, this Southern gentleman can be an asshole, too. Like no. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Um, redemption. Man. Um, there's so many things I've done bad in my life, done wrong. Mm-hmm. And deliberately, unintentionally, but I always know I have the peace of mind that I can still ask for forgiveness. Right. Which my book is Redemption. Um, and God will forgive me for what I've done. Right. Um, okay. There's also a second meaning to redemption. And it's the action of maybe, um, if you got a debt, you kind of trade things off to pay your debt. That could be another thing of, of redemption, a second meaning. But, you know, we don't deserve anything we have. We don't. I don't care how much hard work we do. Right. We don't deserve anything. It's God that gives us the ability and puts us in the situations um, that we have what we have. Yeah. I mean, I've been guilty of going out drinking on Saturday night mm -hmm. and being drunk, but I still carry my tired. But the church next day, and I could ask God for forgiveness on the way there. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a drink. It's just being out. The, the, the drunkenness is the wrong part of it. Right. And, um, but I can always feel good. But, but on the flip side, what happened? And, you know, if I know I'm drinking, I don't drive. But what happened okay. to people that's driving has a wreck and I die before I have a chance to ask for that redemption or that forgiveness? Right. Well, you know, it's, the, it's funny because you sent a bunch of stuff on your Facebook page, and I've been trolling you a little bit. I, I captured <laughs> some of this. So, and I want Pete to listen to this. A thousand times I failed, yet God's mercy still remains. Coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. Albert Einstein said that. Interestingly enough, Einstein. Here you go. You're going to love this one, Pete. I have to stop saying how stupid can people be. Some people are starting to take that as a personal challenge. <laughs> how stupid can uh, I be? Was that the was, it, was the, it the original statement? How stupid can I be? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. But here's the thing, though. Um, seriously, there are a number of people watching this show who may have wondered to themselves you know i've done something so heinous or so uh out of character so disrespectful i'll never get god to forgive me i'll never have um i'll never have his healing hand on me well it's as simple as saying god forgive me and meaning it and asking for forgiveness you know, we are all redeemed through the blood of Christ. Even a guy like me that's got a foul mouth and, and uses bad words a lot, you know. But remember, we were given the words for a reason. I guess, you know, we use them or lose them. 
Some people say perhaps maybe we should lose them. But there's power in some of those words. Um, to talk about redemption, I want to read a little here. Here we go. Here we go, Peter. Okay. This is from Romans 8.23. Not only that, but also we have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption and the redemption of our body. Now, what does that mean? Here's what it means. Let's open it up. And the gist of it is this. It says, For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also have the first fruits of the Spirit, which we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we have saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for that, that for what he sees? In other words, what God has given us is not seen. Sometimes it's not even felt. It's just acknowledged. It's there. You can't see salvation. You can't see that. Some people say they can feel it. I've never felt salvation, but I know I'm saved. How do I know? Because Jesus tells me if I call upon his name, I'll be saved. Am I right? Yes, and that's, right. that's where faith comes in. Your Faith is believing in the promises of God. Okay, go ahead, Tony. You know, I have a, uh, I actually have a tattoo on my arm that reminds me every day. It's Ephesians 1, 7 that says we have been redeemed through his blood. True. Um. You know, we don't see the wind, but we know the wind's there. We can see trees, we see blowing, we see leaves blowing. Um, the way people act when they're out, you can see either the man's a Christian by the way he acts, his actions, or he can just get up there and use the Lord's name in vain, which I absolutely hate to hear that word. Yeah. But you don't see the wind, but you can. But you know it's there. You can see people and the way they act, and know either that man or that woman's a Christian, or no. Mm -mm. Look the way he just actions. That's like that's the reason why we're out. We're supposed to be Christ-like, and that don't mean Christ-like like in the beard and the hair. Of mm -hmm. course, y'all know that, but. Um, it's just our actions, the way we treat people. Yeah. I've actually prayed with people I didn't even know in McDonald's before because it looked like they were having a bad day. Well, we talked about this before, did we not, Brother Pete? You know, um, talking about entertaining angels and not being aware that they may be angels. You know, entertain those. How did it say, Pete? We were talking about this before. Um well, there was, I mean, you, see, you, you may be entertaining angels unaware. Right. That's one. But the other thing, too, is the minute you have the unction 
or the feeling, I should pray for this person, do it. Don't do let it. that moment get away. Grab it immediately and say, let me pray with you. Uh, yep. Sometimes I'll, I'll see somebody on Facebook and they'll write about an illness or a family uh, heartache and I'll type them back immediately. Heavenly Father, I will address that issue. Or if we were talking, uh, Angelo, I'm sure will remember when we lost his dad, I immediately grabbed him and prayed with him uh, over air. I yep. prayed with him the minute I heard about it. Yeah. You respond to that immediately. Uh, that's Absolutely. the answer of the Holy Spirit. And the closer we respond to that, the closer we get to him, which is our, that's our goal. Yeah. To be, to be well, as close I'm as we can. grateful that I am perfectly imperfect. I am, and I've described myself on this show many times. I am a hot mess and I really am. Um, by the way, good evening, uh, Tammy. She is a new viewer. Uh, Tammy Evans is with us tonight. Tammy, hi. How are you? Uh, welcome to the show. Nice to um, have us. And who else is with us? Amelia is with us. What is she? You know, she's like stalking me, this one. <laughs> Got Tammy's here. Amelia's Tammy, here. In the mind. Amelia, she's stalking me. So she, nice by the way, Amelia is the co-host on my other show, and she should be like home right now, uh, feeding her cat or doing something like that, you know, or tending to her husband. Well, what she's doing, she's probably sitting in the closet with her phone watching <laughs> our show. This this show can get a little weird, Father Flanagan. I just want Absolutely. you to know. Absolutely. So, yeah, Tammy, always showing you where we go with this. I want to ask Tammy a question since you're the newbie here. I've got to ask you a question, Tammy. Um, give me an example. Let's talk a little bit. You and I. I want to talk about personal redemption. Give me an example of a moment that you felt God's redemption in your life. And we'll uh, while you're while you're thinking of that, uh, I will get back with the boys here and uh, and. Bust their chops a little bit. So here's the thing, uh, Father Flanagan. Um, hey, Father. Um, uh, the deal with Christians, and I, I, I kind of perked up when you said this, uh, that you could tell Christians from their actions. Very often, my friend, you cannot. And I'll give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Um. I don't go to church, and there's a reason I don't go to church. Um, people are judgmental toward what I do for a living and who I am. And Pete knows who, what, I, what I do and who I am. Um, so I don't go to church so as not to be bothered by that. I have church wherever I am. Um. There are churches that won't let me in because I'm a psychic. That's what, and I, I do what I do. I didn't ask to be psychic. I, it's just the way it is. That gift came from somewhere. And uh, we've had a gentleman on the show. Uh, you remember, Pete, we had Kevin Schopel on man. the show with us. Wonderful man. Um, so I found that. At that moment in my life when I was trying to go to church, the Christians, to me, 
were the most judgmental people, the most hypocritical people um, that I could ever have encountered. And for me to not encounter them meant stay away from church, stay away from places that Christians um, congregate, which it would be churches, uh, church functions, any kind of uh, church activity. So I stayed away from church completely. And consequently, I don't have that fellowship with other people. But if God's got something to say to me, he usually tells me. He kicks my my butt, if need be. Um, And he's pretty clear about who he is and what he wants. So while we're waiting for Tammy, so go ahead, Pete. Talk to me. Well... You, you make an interesting point about church and fellowship. Um, I've fallen into that trap a little bit. I've gone to a church and felt that everything was good. And then I, I, there was some atmosphere and some things going on. I said, this didn't feel very godly. I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Uh, it says very clearly in John, I don't have the scripture. I wish I did. Uh, that says you don't need to go to church to be ministered by the Holy Spirit. Doesn't have True. to happen. Churches. Another friend of mine gave me something the other day about don't build buildings. Go uh, fellowship within yourselves. The yeah. church can be there. And yet at the same time, I think the church really does um, help uh, establishing a bar of morality and goodness for children to try to rise to. However, mm-hmm. if the parents are really together and they have their spiritual walk very yeah. solid, they probably help their children with that. Uh, I don't quite know how to discern on the the church. I'm very fond of the church ministries that I'm able to receive on television or computer. Uh, In our own little way, Angelo and I have our own church. We have one together. Uh, We each have one individually, and you may have one as well, Terry. And um, uh, what's so wonderful is does it cost me any money to put up a church? My church is here. It's the internet. I'm reaching out. I'm touching people in God's name, in Jesus' name. And I like that because no one can say, you're trying to get money. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm trying to be of service. And, but uh, church, church has its place. And I am not clever enough to know what that is. I know what its intent is. Right. Jesus' church is the body of Christians that are trying to live by his instructions and his requests and the the requests of his father. Those are the Christians. Just because you bought the jacket doesn't mean you're in the club. It's a behavior. It's a dedication to, please, Lord, help me live up to your standards. And and part of, you asked about feeling forgiveness. I'll tell you where I feel it. You didn't ask me, but while we're on it, you're going to get it anyway. When When I have done something wrong and I know it, and I go to, and I go to the Lord and say, "I'm so sorry." The chance that He gives me a chance to make it better, yeah, makes me feel redeemed. I'll give you another chance. Enough. I want you to both of you guys to comment on this. Tammy is uh, sharing a little bit of her life with us. My redemption was when God helped remove me from the evil, abusive life I was being that I was. I had been living with with my ex and she says my body is a temple of God in itself 
My mother is a minister. My church is now days at her home. So, and it's interesting that here's a woman whose mother is a minister, but yet she endured an abusive, uh, violently abusive relationship with her ex-partner. Mm-hmm. So, both of you comment on that. Pete, you go first. Well, she was trying to live by the word of God. God does not love God does not like divorce. He understands it. And if he was, in fact, abusing her, then he was defiling God's wishes. It yeah. seems to me you would have the, 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 the right in his eyes to step back and away. Divorce, I don't know. That's an awkward subject for me. Um, Jesus said the only reason the divorce is, is, is uh, condoned by God is for infidelity. But if you right. were physically abusing your wife, I'm sure he would say, that's another one. You know, but nobody has the right to abuse another person. Yeah. You'd have the right to say, I have to step away. Absolutely. So, Go ahead, Tony. Okay, some people are not comfortable going to to a building church. So they find comfort talking to God by themselves or with another loved one, friend, um, I like to go to church because I get fed things. Definitely. I don't learn on my own. You know, I get at church, but mm-hmm. with Tammy, you know, me, Tammy and I have been Facebook friends for a while. And, um, Oh, so, you know, Tammy. Yeah. She's my Facebook. Oh. friend. Been looking forward okay. to this broadcast. Um, I do, I do see like, I do see people not going to church because they get judged, you know. Yeah. I'm divorced. I was married 20 years. My old church, the reason I don't go to my old church, Mm -hmm. because you think the person that you could talk to and could find in wouldn't run and talk behind your back. Okay, so you're, Tammy, your ex Trying to convince you he was God? That is that what I'm getting from her? Is that her ex tried to convince her that he was God? Is oh, that what she's saying? That's what it looks like to me, yeah. Uh that's uh, bizarre. That is bizarre. That that's a little a little odd. So I need to know a little more about that. Um so how how well do you know Tammy? Uh, we're just face we're we're Facebook friends. I have a okay, lot so of Facebook you know friends. It's interesting. In some ways, um, being someone's Facebook friend is a lot better than actually knowing them because they have no pretense, nothing to hide from you. And in some regards, they have everything to hide from you. Uh, and when you meet that individual, finally, they're nothing like what you thought they'd be. That's happened to me once and only once, and it will never, ever happen again. And that was a long time ago. Um, but uh, it's interesting. Okay. He told me we all read the Bible wrong. Peter, is there a way to read the Bible wrong? 
Reading is just an activity. That's like it's wrong. You opened the door wrong. No, you didn't. It's how you went through the door. Uh, yeah. What you read into the Bible, your comprehension of it or, or is accurate or it isn't. Uh, the right. reading uh, it almost means nothing. Uh, it's what does that mean to you? Uh, how are you putting it into your life? Yeah. Uh, it's put into you from the heart of God to guide you into this magnificent life that he's given us. A lot of people make that so they can have their way. Yeah. That's, that would be the wrong way to interpret it. You don't read the Bible wrong, but you can certainly interpret it wrong. Interpret it wrong. Therein, thank you for saying that because that's the truth. Uh, there's no wrong way to read any book, the Bible included. There are, however, a myriad of ways to interpret what you're reading. This is why, I, another reason I won't go to church. I don't want a preacher, a priest, a rabbi, a minister telling me what their interpretation is because when they read a passage, that's what you're getting. You're getting their interpretation of that passage. I'd rather make up my own mind because if I have a question, I'm going to ask God himself and say, Hey, what did you mean by this? Show me what you meant by this. And yes. sure enough, he'll use that passage to bring me to another passage, which explains everything. And it happens every time. Yeah, the every Bible's time. definitely hard to understand. No, it's not. It's one of the easiest books you'll ever read, brother. It's not hard to understand. It's not hard to interpret. It's not hard to read. If it's hard to read and hard to understand, somebody's making it difficult for you. Maybe I should rephrase that. If you've never read the Bible, it's hard to understand. Let me well, jump in. Let me jump in here. Jump away, uh, my brother. Jump away. Yeah. Um, sometimes there are concepts in there that are challenging to understand. Sometimes verbiage from that King James uh, there is a poetry involved in some of that that I've read. I've read a passage more than two or three times and just shook my head and moved on. It's not always yeah. quite as, as easy to get as this is puff, puff meet spot, spot meet puff. It's not, yeah. some of it is not that, that clear. Uh, and trying to apply it to your life sometimes takes uh, a little bit of application. And also yeah. some people are gifted with a little bit more, uh, I, I, I don't want to be careful how it helped me with this. I don't mean in, intelligence, but they're gifted with more ability to assimilate what they've read. Some yeah. people are real good at that. It's one of the tests we have when we're in high school trying to get to college. They want those kids that can really read and, and get it. Absolutely. And sometimes that's the, that's the blessing of a good preacher, somebody who can Absolutely. read that and make it a little bit easier, a more colloquial, more talk to us like we talk to each other, and say, this is what the Lord has in mind. You just have to pray. He gets it. Yeah. And you will I'll know you what he says. Your spirit, will, your spirit will respond to that, or it'll say, I don't like that. Listen I'll to tell I you, don't Pete, like that. That's very important. Pete, there's a guy that you and I have heard of. Uh, we we're probably both old enough to have seen him too in his lifetime. Um, 
a guy that did that exceedingly well. His name was uh, Pastor David Jeremiah. You know who I'm talking about, Tony? I do. I do. Pastor David Jeremiah. I love David Jeremiah. Yes. David Jeremiah is one of those guys that can just put it out there and you understand it. He just, he has a way of making the complexity of the Bible very simple uh, and very hands-on is the way I want to put it. Mm -hmm. By contrast, a guy that makes it very difficult to deal with is a guy named Kenneth Copeland, <laughs> who is just a mean, miserable son of a gun. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I cringe when I think that this man is a, a man of God. And I'm not going to desecrate him a, at all. He's not my cup of tea, let's put it that <laughs> way. Excuse me. He is a, you know, Kenneth Copeland is an acquired taste. Let's put it that way. But um, interestingly enough, uh, Tammy, let's talk about Tammy again. Okay. Here we go. When Adam and Eve were created, God gave Eve to Adam to be his property and use her as he saw fit to use her. That she no longer had a mind of her own. She, the, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. And show me where in the Bible that you're you're reading that. Because that is not in the Bible. Is that what your is that what your ex told you, Tammy? Because Eve was so Adam wouldn't be alone. That's the reason God created Adam. I mean Eve, so Adam wouldn't be alone. So if your ex told well, that's you that's his oh, interpretation. Oh, okay. okay. He was I, I got you. Okay. I was going to say, I want to know where she found this out because there's no way that that is nowhere near inside the Bible. Absolutely not. No way. You would have every um, right to step away from him. Uh, oh my God! Please, being un, unequally yoked. That's somebody but who don't, is don't walk away, run, run away, run. Yeah, that's, that's run that's fast. Not a good person for you to be with. Pray for him. Pray for him, but get away yeah. from him. Get away from him. Wow. So, Tony. That's a kind of dangerous kind of mindset where there could be maybe physical abuse going along with that. You yeah. want to stay away from that, Tammy. Oh, absolutely. So, Tony, um, uh, you you mentioned that the, Tammy's your friend. Uh, did you guys meet under uh, traumatic circumstances? Um. You know, it's been, we've been friends for quite a while. I'm trying to remember. It may have been um, friends of friends in the wrestling business. Mm -hmm. I believe is how, and I probably sent her a friend request, or she may have even sent me one. I get them all the time. Okay. I kind of check them out. They look like they're legit, you know, might be a good friend. Yeah. Then I will accept them. But, you know, you can always tell the people that's going to try to stir the pot. Ask yeah. you funny. Looking for a husband. <laughs> but, hmm. uh, yeah, you know, and I try, you know, I try to use my Facebook. I put funny stuff or some people find it funny. Oh. I try to put <laughs> something uplifting. 
on Facebook two or three times a day because I've had people message me and say, well, hey, I needed that. Tammy is just telling the truth. You you met over wrestling. She's a wrestling fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a there's a great deal of correlation between the world of pro wrestling and the world of the spirit and the world of the Bible a lot. You're going to, you know, by the way, the word wrestle in the Old Testament Bible appears no less than a thousand times. Just to show you that we all, we wrestle not against spirit and flesh, but against principalities and dominions and spirit, you know. And redemption is in the Bible, I think, 147 times. Sound about right to me. Maybe more. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe more. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe more. But Peter, um, man, that was a fast hour, brother. Well, I don't feel neglected. I've gotten plenty of plenty of punches in. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. It's not about you know, look, vying for airtime. Don't worry. <laughs> you're, you're not no, going nowhere. You're here. You're here. You're not going anywhere. I know. So, um, so let's talk about this. Um. We have a new guy here tonight. Tony joining us. What do you think about Tony? We should keep him around a little bit or bring him back occasionally. Let the audience decide. You might be talking to the wrong person. If Tony enjoyed himself and he would like to participate, we have an open door policy here at the, at the Angelo sure uh, Pete Ministry. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, Pete and the Angelo Ministry. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tony, did you enjoy yourself tonight? I did. My first podcast ever. I've been interviewed, but never on a podcast. And I, yeah, okay. I had a little technical difficulty getting on, but I got on. <laughs> it will get you. It's very easy. And remember, next time, just click the link. You ain't got to sign in to nothing. I had to go to my Safari to get into it. That's the only oh, way. Oh, different browser. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what. It was great having a, a Tammy join us and yeah, Amelia jumped in for a couple of minutes. That was nice. Um, she says, oh, oh, by the way, for the record, here you go, folks. I'm going to put her out there. Tammy <laughs> says, I'm happily single. Good for you, girl. It is. I, you you know what's funny? I am just going to jump in for you. With, with my, with my uh, instincts and say, Tammy, uh, we come to the Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus. I pray for your peace. Pray for your strength. Know that you will be guided, that your footsteps will be ordered by the Lord. You will find where you need to be and who you need to be with. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Beautiful. On that note, for Father Tony Flanagan, for Pete Wilcox, I'm Angelo DeCipio. Till we see you again, folks, next time, be good to each other, be good to your neighbor, love God, and he'll love you back. All right. Take care, my friends. Have a great week. I want to take a long walk with Jesus. Let him shine his light on me. I want to take a long walk with Jesus. Long walk with Jesus. Let him shine his love and light on me. I want to take. Let him shine his love and light on me. 
take a long walk with Jesus Let him shine his light on me I want 